We're back here for one more segment of Inside Black and Gold. We're not even going to talk about the Saints because we've talked about enough. But there is football that's going to be going on this weekend. It is Super Wild Card Weekend, the dumbest name. But hey, you know, it is what it is. There are two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and one game Monday. Personally, I could do without a Monday night game playoff game i don't need monday night playoffs i think that's weird i think that's it's odd to give a team a short week but i guess it's like the worst division winner that gets it so i guess that's a punishment but hey whatever yeah i'm gonna assume that then that monday night winner is gonna be a short a sunday game the next obvious round i you have to imagine yeah but you know i, I don't know I, I don't mind it's just the nfl saying hey we're here and we're not going anywhere even though it's even though it's the playoffs we're gonna have three days a week for you yeah well, I mean, you have to split it up. Saturday makes sense to me. Like you don't, you want to not have games going on concurrently because that's just foolish. Like, why would you do that? So I get that. But like, you don't need a Monday game. Put three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Because I think there's a competitive balance issue. Like that means that whoever wins that Monday night game is going to be playing, assuming there are no upsets, they're going to be playing the team coming off a bye. So like you are not only having a team come up a shorter week, you are having them play the best team that has had two weeks off. It's just a strange thing. It's like you're getting punished as the lowest division winner, and maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they do want to punish the NFC South for being so bad. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so let's just kind of go through these games, and I'll, and uh, Steve, you can kind of give me your, your take on them. Um, we're going to start the first game on Saturday, which is 3.30. It's like, what, give me a noon game on Saturday. What the hell, guys? Like, you're, you're giving me a Monday game, but you can't even give me a noon game on Saturday? You can't, you're going to make me wait until 4 o'clock and then stay up late because you can't get your own shit together? There's no noon game. Why not start this game at 3, right? Reasonable. Anyway. They're, they're letting you do something early on Saturday and then come back for football, I guess. It's just, it's just malarkey. Anyway. Oh, and they're both West Coast teams. Uh, Seahawks at 49ers, 3.30 p.m. That's on Fox. 49ers are 10-point favorites in that game. And it's hard not to agree with it, but it is also crazy when you think that this is a team, this is a 49ers team that is starting Brock Purdy at quarterback. All we talk about is how you need a quarterback, right? You're not winning a Super Bowl without a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. Well, the 49ers do not have a quarterback, but they have everything else. And they are ten point favorites over the over the Seahawks in the in the in the wild card round. Yeah, I'm a big Niners believer still in this round, just because of that defense. I think is going to be pretty overwhelming against Seattle. the The Seahawks kind of you know do they really belong in the postseason? Eh, they had a, a decent enough year, good for Pete Carroll and all, but I, I just see the doesn't matter who's that quarterback. With this San Fran squad, they got the weapons still with, you know, Debo, McCaffrey, and then on just defense, we we saw firsthand on what they're able to do in shutting out the Saints completely this year. I, I think that San Fran advances onto the next round with a victory. Yeah, I mean, they've won 10 games in a row. Yeah, you don't do that by accident. Um, this is a very, very, very good team. They're 8-1 at home, and they're going to be playing at home for this game. Yeah, they won the NFC West 13 and 4. I mean, they were 4 and 4 when the Saints played them. Right, that's crazy. And yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like this is a team that is very very good. The only question is, you know, can you trust Brock Purdy 
to hold up in a playoff game, right? Like we've seen him in regular season games. Now the pressure ratchets up. But, you know, we've never seen Geno Smith play in a playoff game either, right? So what you can say for the Seahawks is they have nothing to lose, right? Like this was a team that everyone kind of had dead in the water after the Russell Wilson trade. And not only were they still competitive, they made the playoffs, right? Like they didn't go in the tank even after Taysom Hill, you know, stole their soul in week five, right? Like they kept competing. They're nine and eight. They're not a great team, but they're a solid team. And they're going to, you know, see what they can do. And then they're going to go pick number three in the draft. So it's hard to feel bad about the Seahawks if they if they don't can't get a win here because they are set up for, for long-term success. So I think that's a game that you'll probably end up turning off at halftime, but it's still going to be uh, an interesting one. Next game, you have the Chargers, who will not be hiring Sean Payton unless things go really badly in this game, I imagine. The 10-7 and seven Chargers on the road to face the 9 and 8 Jaguars in the in the in the the quarterbacks are all right bowl you have Justin Herbert facing off with Trevor Lawrence you know i i think Trevor Lawrence is an interesting case of like people told me that Trevor Lawrence sucks like it drives me nuts when it's like wow he wasn't a a, a superstar as a rookie Get him out of town. It's like, give him a chance. Give him a decent head coach. They hired Doug Peterson. All of a sudden, this team has kind of figured it out. Now, they are in the same boat as the Bucs in terms of they won a bad division, right? But they did win it, right? They had a game against the Tennessee Titans at home. They won it. They didn't look great doing it, but they they won it. And they're on the rise. I do think that the Chargers end up winning this game. They The Jaguars are home underdogs in this game. They are one and a half point underdogs and uh you know i i've never i i don't feel like that that stadium gives you a great home field advantage it's kind of an open air stadium that just doesn't have a lot of energy in it i mean i assume you were you there for the the game no i've been but i've been to the stadium before and i know they have like a a dog park on top of the stadium and also a, a swimming pool but yeah it's not it's not the you i would agree with you there's no real quote-unquote home field advantage there where you feel you know, a, a threatening atmosphere. The ch- the Chargers should be used to that, though. No, and they're all yelling Duval, which is like, why are you yelling like the county? Like, what what is happening anyway? But no, I mean, I think that's a game where the if the Chargers go in there and and lay a really really ugly performance, then maybe that opens the door for Brandon Staley to 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 get his uh, his role taken away from him. But it would have to be a real bad performance, and I don't. And I think you're going to go in there. Austin Eckler like single handedly won me my fantasy title this year. He's very, very good. All he does is score touchdowns. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both excellent receivers, and Justin Herbert's obviously Justin Herbert. I think this is a game where you kind of you have the kind of coming out party for a young quarterback who's going to be ready to win um, with this roster for a long time. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm definitely someone that's kind of rooting for the Jags and Doug Peterson. Uh, really like him as their head coach, doing such an amazing turnaround for them after having to endure Urban Meyer that whole mess last season. And yeah, like you said, all of a sudden the fo- folks were quick to write off poor Trevor Lawrence, and you've seen him, you know, take steps this year. Uh, I really like Travis Etienne. Uh, they're running back and they, you know, I, I was really questioning when they made that move to, to dole out that money, 
uh, that kind of wide receiver money to Christian Kirk. He's had a pretty decent year for them as well. I just don't think that in the end it's going to be enough to overtake the more experienced Justin Herbert and, you know, like you said, Austin Eckler. Uh, anytime I got to watch a Chargers game, just his, I always feared having to play him in fantasy football because it just seems like the guy produces no matter what. He's one of the like he he and he's one of those guys. And Alvin Kamara used to be like this. Um, that like he like he Travis Kelsey and a few others like they're worth drafting because you know that in at least two or three games you don't know when they're going to be but you know they're going to happen he will single-handedly win you a matchup because he's going to go off for like four touchdowns and it's just a, and it's like so you know he's just the trump card and i that's one of the reasons i took him like i think he was my first round pick in a league that i won and so yeah he's he's been very good the one thing i will say for the jags is they did beat the chargers in la 38 to 10 earlier this year so they're going to at least welcome the San Diego or LA into town feeling like, oh, we can beat this team because we, we've done it already. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, we'll see if Duval is, uh, is bringing the pain. Duval! Okay, that's 8.15 on NBC. Uh, I'm sorry, 7.15 Central Time on NBC. Moving on, Sunday, January 15th. This is our three-pack of games. You have the seven-seeded Dolphins who sneaked in by the thinnest of margins. They kicked a field goal to win 9-6. Yeah, and then they're they're visiting the Bills. The Bills are 10-point favorites. This is the noon start on Sunday. Good decision because this is a game that I have a feeling will not be very exciting to watch. I, believe, I, I have a strong feeling it's not going to be Tua. He's still in the concussion protocol. And so I don't know if Skylar Thompson is going to have much of a chance to take down the Bills, the team of destiny, I feel like, right now. Like, they're going to have every, uh, every motivation to make it hurt on uh, the Dolphins and... Uh, I think Mike McDaniel's job is safe. If it's not, the Dolphins are the dumbest organization in sports, which, hey, maybe they are. No, totally agree with you there. It could be, you know, maybe even 14 points. I'd still go uh, leaning heavy on the Bills. I just think, you know, the they've got the quarterback. They've got weapons around them, obviously. Pretty good defense against a Dolphins team that you, you don't know what you're getting a quarterback and – the fact that you do have the nation pretty much around you and supporting you, even though there were tons of, I felt like, Bill's truthers going into this year, which kind of turned me off to them just because I felt like so many people had jumped on their bandwagon. They're a good team. It feels like they're due, but who knows. Next up, 3.30 Central Time on Fox, the six-seeded Giants making their, making their return to the playoffs. No boat trips this time. Visiting the Vikings, the Vikings are three-point favorites. As a Giants homer, if I had to pick one team in this playoff bracket that I was hoping the Giants would get to play as a lower-seeded team having to go, like, then obviously, you know, if they could have played the seven seed, that's one thing. But as a, play, as a wild card, I could have picked one team to expose as frauds on the road in the playoffs. It would have to be the Vikings because – I don't know if there's ever been a more fraudulent like 13 and 4 team in the NFL than the than the Vikings this year. I mean, they had a game that they needed to win to have a chance at the top seed and they lost by 30. Like 
They win close games. You give them credit for that. They're three-point favorites in this game. They beat the Giants on a 61-yard field goal a couple weeks back. You know, they came back from 33-6 to down against the Lions. They came back from a late deficit against the Saints. You know, like, they're a team that, that doesn't get rattled. But this is not a good football team. And, it, and it's, it's not about the offense. It's about the defense. This, this defense for the Vikings is not good. And... I don't know if the Giants are going to be able to be the team that exposes them. Like they have no, they're thrown to Isaiah Hodgins as Kenny Galladay just cashes checks over on the bench. Caught his first touchdown in a Giants uniform in Week 18, and it was because he is so bad that they are playing their 18 million dollar wide receiver in a game where they bench all their starters. Crazy. You look at the talent. Obviously, what stands out to me is the the names on the offense for. You know, the Minnesota Vikings with Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Um, but, yeah, you, you got to wonder what Kirk Cousins you're going to get in this game. I agree with you about the the Vikings. You know, the, the defense is just non-existent. And, you know, a lot of folks were calling them frauds going into the, to the place, playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised one bit either to see your G-men knocking off uh, the Vikings. Although they've been pretty good at home this year. I think they're 8-1. and one. They are eight and one, but like yeah, like if 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 I was a team and I had I had to play either the 49ers, the Vikings, or the Bucks, right? I would much rather play the Vikings. Like I get it, the Bucks aren't that good, but it's still Tom Brady in the playoffs, and I don't want to deal with that. You know, I think the Cowboys probably win that game. We'll get to that in a minute, but like I want to play the I want the Vikings. I want to beat the shit out of them on on tele- national television. And, and show everyone. Uh, anyway, the last game on Sunday, six-seeded Ravens at the third-seeded Bengals. The fight in Joe Burrows are six-and-a-half-point favorites. That's 7-15 on NBC. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. I would be surprised if he does. Uh, totally agree. The, and it's, a, it's wild to think that another big-name quarterback is going to be available on the market, and there could be a serious bidding war for Lamar Jackson services. But, yeah, this playoff game totally... In the hands of Joe Burrow and the Bengals, definitely find myself pulling for them in the AFC this year. I think he's played his last game in, the, in a Ravens jersey. I think genuinely that's true. And whether he is healthy enough to play or not, as I guess is a question, but I think he is resigned to the fact that he's no longer going to be on this roster. And so why are you going to work, push, fight back for, with a knee injury that you could potentially re-injure and make worse to help your team lose by slightly less to the Bengals? Um, who are going to roll in this game against Tyler Huntley. I don't see a way that Lamar comes back for this team, and I don't see a way that this team wins without Lamar. Hey, remember we joked of, of the tampering of Cam Jordan. He said, hey, if the purple and go- black don't want to pay him, the black and gold will. It's just crazy to me they won't pay Lamar. Like, what assholes? It's almost like they're mad because he doesn't have an agent and they don't feel like talking to him. Well, his mom's his agent, right? I was going to say, maybe she's just brutal to deal with. I, I get Well, yeah, right. That's what I mean. It'd be like, like if you're trying to negotiate a contract with Annie Apple. Like, I'd be like, you know what? It's not worth it. Maybe that's what it, maybe, maybe that makes it more difficult, right? Richard Sherman was a guy who didn't have an agent either. Like, I think you get worse deals that way, so I don't know why you would do it. But either way, I think that's a game that's going to the Bengals. And then finally, Monday, January 16th, the stupid Monday night playoff game, 7-15 on ABC and ESPN. The number... Five Cowboys traveling to face the losing record-having Buccaneers. This is a conflicting game for me because if the Cowboys lose this game and don't and look bad doing it, Mike McCarthy gets fired, 
And I'm pretty sure that suddenly the Sean Payton sweepstakes kicks into another gear. On the flip side, I don't want to see Tom Brady happy. And the Bucks losing would would make sure that's the case, that he's not happy. And that's worth it to me. So I'm gonna. I, th- I think the Cowboys are gonna win this game. Purely, purely non-emotional. My head is telling me cow. My head's telling me Cowboys, but the heart's saying Tom finds a way to get it done in the postseason. And I know this Buck squad has not looked good, but anytime you get Brady in the dance here, I, I have more faith in him being able to pull out a game than Dak Prescott. So I'll lean on Brady, T- Tampa Brady. Tampa Bay. Yeah, so that's all the wild card weekend games. The The divisional round will be the Saturday and Sunday of the next week. There's no more Monday game. And then championship Sunday is January 29th. The two teams we didn't talk about, obviously the top seeds, that is the Eagles, the 14-3 and Eagles and the 14-3 and Chiefs. Both of those teams got the top seed. So I guess my, my question is, what is your Super Bowl matchup? I'm thinking it's going to be Kansas City in the AFC I'm leaning on. And then the NFC, as much as my heart would love to say Philadelphia, they have not looked good towards the end of the stretch of the year, not playing their best football right now. And it's crazy to think that it could be Brock Purdy and the Niners in the Super Bowl. I I, I mean, that's the way it feels currently just because of how dominant – I would say San Fran's defense has been. I don't buy Sam. I think San Francisco is going to beat the beat the Seahawks. I think they probably win the divisional game. I do not see the 49ers winning the NFC Championship. But I'm also not convinced it's going to be the Eagles who get there. And we have seen this movie play out before. The 49ers, oh, they're so good. And then the Giants show up and 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 beat the bricks off them, right? Just saying. Because that's the team that... Well, so the Eagles would have to play the Giants if the Giants beat the Vikings and the Seahawks don't beat the 49ers because you do reseed the playoff field, which is like, I wish other other leagues would do that. Um, but so the, the Eagles will play the lowest remaining seed. And I think that would be a really intriguing game if the, if the Giants get through and then the Eagles, who are playing their worst football of the year right now, suddenly have to figure out a way to, to beat a hot team that, that's in the playoffs with nothing to lose. If the, if the 49ers play the Eagles, I think the 49ers get through. Because I just think that 49ers match up well with the Eagles. We, that physicality of that defense definitely matches up well with the, the Philly offense and what they're trying to do at Hurts, for sure. Either way, I, I think it's, it's going to be 49ers-Eagles in that. But I'm not going Chiefs in the AFC. I'm going Bills. The NFL is scripted, so they're going to give it to the Bills. Oh, just like the year that the Saints won the Super Bowl, they gave it to them because of Katrina, right? So I'm going Bills. I'm going Bills 49ers. It feels right. It feels good. Would you be shocked at all to see, though, the Bills, you know, they got a, a nice early round matchup against a Dolphin squad. That's too many questions. But after that, I mean, it'll definitely be interesting to see if they can pick back up their stride because – I still got to imagine all the attention that, you know, that that's gone on with the off the field stories there has been pretty exhausting. Well, I think you're going to end up getting Bills Bengals and be a rematch of the game that never happened. And I still like the Bills in that game. Everything's planned, like you said. It's going to be in Buffalo if it happens. And then the Chiefs would play probably the Chargers, one of the two, right? 
because I don't see the Dolphins upsetting the Bills and I don't see the Ravens upsetting the Bengals. So I, I, I like the Bills over the Bengals. The Bengals. That team's not that good. Like, that's the thing. It's like Joe Burrow has elevated that team significantly. They are probably like a, still a year away from having like an offensive line to protect them. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the go with the Bills. I did love him and his whatever you want to call that his swag, his moxie, whatever saying that basically every year the win, his windows open kind of thing. Yeah, his championship window. He's like every year my windows open. Just a guy that you know that guys have confidence in, but because you know he's obviously believes in himself. I I just think that 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 could be something interesting to watch if the Bengals can start getting on a little tear, and I could I could see them being a problem as a Super Bowl contender, legit Super Bowl contender, but there's still a lot of questions with the defense. Joe's got a swag bag. All right, that's going to wrap that up. I hope yeah, I hope that's illuminating for you. The Bills are going to win it all because uh, Roger Goodell said so. If I had to put money on it, I'm, putting, I'm still betting Chiefs. It's not a bad bet. The NFC, I really don't know who the hell's coming out of there. It's the Giants. Just kidding. It's not. Eli's not there anymore. He can't He can't carry him through the playoffs. Um Although his clone is in Daniel Jones, the Eli clone. Is that what they consider him? That's what I consider him. I think he's the lost Manning clone. And the only one that could run. Would be nice if he had a receiver even close to Plaxico, though. Plexiglass. Uh, he's, got, he's, got, he's got Isaiah Hodgins. He's got Kenny Galladay. Makes more than anyone else. He's like a top five paid wide receiver. Oh, you got him all right. You made sure of that. Money. They've been saving him. They've been saving him for the playoffs. It's going to emerge now. How funny would that be if, like, he finally catches a touchdown and he's like, wow, this is fun. I'm going to try again. And then suddenly he's like, like, the playoffs, he's like this superstar receiver, despite, like, literally just not even being on the field for the first 18 games. And then he just becomes big game Galladay. All right. He plays like the receiver that you signed. Probably unlikely. You never know. All right. Let's wrap that up. This is going to be the end of Inside Black and Gold. We're going to keep doing this. At some point, we're going to have to change seasons. I don't. I think that what we will do is this is still season one until the playoffs are over. Yeah, for sure. Crown the Super Bowl champ and put it to bed. We can have the. We can do the pod that says the Saints would have beat them if they were in it, and then we can shift to season two of Inside Black and Gold. All right, that's it for Inside Black and Gold. Thanks everyone for listening. Who dat? Go Saints. They suck. <laughs> <laughs>